everyone bow your heads. Dear Lord, thank you for this night. Thank you that we could be back together. And I pray that the word that you have for Dan to give to us will just really affect us in our life and that this year we will really strive to live for you. And the fire that we may have had during camp or whatever, that we would keep that. And I pray that we would just live for you every day that we live. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Whoa, I'm just making noise. Let me keep this right here for a second. No, I need this, too. Thank you. Thank you there, Lydia. Um, that song, I mean, it, uh, it's just, I just like to hear students singing praise songs. God, you hear a lot of things about students in the, the world we live in today, uh, but there's nothing a whole lot sweeter to me than, than hearing you sing those songs, and I just want you to think about some of the words that you just sang, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Do you, do you understand that that's going to cost you? It's, it's, a, it's a great song. The, the melody flows. You're like, oh, yes. Do you understand it's going to cost you? Do you understand it's going to be to be hard. Let me walk upon the the waters when Peter walked upon the waters that was rough and scary. Do, you, do we understand what it's, it's the picture it's showing you? And I'm not, I'm not saying, uh, so let's not do this. I'm saying it is more than worth it. I cannot put into words how worth it it is. But man, as we sing it, and it's such a sweet song, and you're, you're, it feels like you're just putting your heart into it. Take me deeper than my feet will ever want wander. That's going to take perseverance for you, self-control for you to go, you know what? I could go out with my friends tonight, but I really need to get in the Word because I know my friends are going to be doing some things that God would not want me to do, and I need to grow deeper. You know what? It's going to, it, you're, getting, you're making choices to follow Him. Just don't sing, sing loud, sing strong, but live loud and live stronger. Uh, so many in today in church churches, they'll come to church and they'll sing these praise songs with everything they've got and they'll live uh, when they leave church like they've never been there and they don't know who God is. And they come back the next week and they come back and their arms are raised. There's nothing wrong with your arms raised, but as long as as when they're raised here, they're out there, they're raised and surrender to God going, I'm living for you wherever I go, right? I don't mean to start off so deep, but man, it was just such a beautiful moment uh, that was there. Just some, some quick rules. A lot of newer folks, I won't say rules, but uh, this is what I ask. As when we get into the, the preaching time, the teaching time, um, uh, sometimes you've got to go to the bathroom. I understand if you've really just got to go or that stomach is having a bad day and you're going to explode right in your seat. I don't want you to stay in your seat if you're going to explode. You understand? So if you're going to explode, you go ahead and move out. But if you can make a point, go to the bathroom before the edge starts, if you can, and not hop up and down a lot. Also this, sometimes... You've got the Bible on your, on your cell phone sometimes. Uh, uh, most time you, you probably don't. So if you do have your cell phone out, make sure your Bible app is the only thing that you've got to look at. Uh, I'm going to ask for uh, if, if someone around you sees you texting or something like that or doing something else, to tap them. Hey, everybody's got permission to tap somebody around them if they're doing something with their phones in this place. You're like, dude, that is mean. I know it. I know I love being in charge. I can do mean stuff. Um, uh, and I've got a great thing. Um, 
we've got Bibles. If you don't have one, I've got some to give to you. I would love for you to have one, a gift from our church to you. Uh, uh, so if you go, man, I, I don't really have a Bible. I'm not really sure of the church thing. It starts with this, and this is a free gift. See me, see the friend you came with, and that friend can come to me and let me know you need one. I will be sure to give it out. All I ask is this, that you put your name in it and you use it, because once it leaves my hand, it's yours, uh, and I want it to stay with you for the rest of your life. So so that's a, a, a little plug there. You good? Yeah? Am I too loud? Because I'm about to start yelling. I'm kidding. I'm not going to start yelling. Uh, we are going to start off a little different. We're going to be... Up and down, the speed, we're going to start to talk about some deep stuff, and then it's going to get sort of really light, and, and we're not going to be so deep, and then it's going to get deep again. So are you all ready to, to sort of hang? Yes? Uh, okay, good. Let's, let's see how this works. We're going to be in the book of 1 Peter tonight. 1 Peter. We're, we're, we're on a, a, a six-week study in here that, that's, that's, if it's themed, it's, it's called shine. And what does it mean for us to shine, and how has God called us? To shine. So we're going to talk about step one this week on what it means to shine. We're going to be in First Peter. Who wrote the book of First Pe- Peter? Peter. Peter wrote the book of First Peter. Very good. Not a trick question. He also wrote the book Second Peter. Yeah, there you go. All right, good. Man, y'all are quick. I don't care what anybody else says about you. Um, now, in this text, he's, where we're at in the text, we're going to be in chapter 2, verse 9 is where we're going to start off with. He's writing this part of the text to believers in Jesus Christ. They are people that have put their faith in Jesus Christ. It's, understand to, to, it's important to understand the context of who he's speaking to. Because if you are a believer in Jesus Christ now, understand that he's speaking to you just as he is speaking to them. Sometimes he's speaking to the lost. Sometimes he's, he's, he's speaking to those who know, put their faith in Jesus Christ. That's who he's speaking to. One, one thing that we do uh, and. and is that uh, a lot of time, well, at least one time through the night, we do stand as we read sort of our main text in honor of God's word, because this is the word of God. What's m- most important of, of thing we do tonight is what we read out of this book. It's not what I say about it. It's the words that we read. What I say will not change your life. The words in this book and the God who gave these words is who is going to change your life. So this, and we stand in honor of God's word and try to do it each week. Uh, so we do this in, in big church as well. We call that church over there. Big church, that's our church too, but big church. So um, turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. I'm going to ask you to stand with me uh, as I read, and you can follow along. If you don't have a Bible, you can follow along. I think we've got the words on the screen uh, behind me and beside me. And this is what it says, beginning in verse 9. It's going to read to verse 12. But you are a, ch- a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. I think we just sort of sing a song about that light, right? You know, that first song where we poke everybody and get me, that's good. Verse 10, once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles, those who are lost, honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Let's pray 
one more time together. Dear God, we thank you so much for your word. And God, we just uh, want you to be honored in everything that we do tonight. Uh, of course, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody have a seat. Uh, and uh, I need the light sort of brought down a, a little bit. And uh, there's just a quick opening thing we're going we're, we're gonna to watch. If you've seen this before, don't say a word. Just watch it and enjoy. That's my fault. Is it working? Yeah, okay. about it near the end of the commercial. A little creepy, but pretty cool. All right, come on. I've got to tell 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 y'all. Hey, when I tell you in the start, don't let other people know if you've seen it or not. And y'all are like, <laughs> and Liam's like, <laughs> hiding before Link. I saw that Liam, uh, but I really felt like that kid at the end. Like, <laughs> I got some adults in the back there. Like, I had just wet my drawers. Uh, so, um, gosh, what in the world was a? I don't. I didn't really even have a point to that. That has nothing to do with our sermon. No, I'm kidding. I I, I did. Um, it's fun to watch other pe- people get scared, right? It sort of is. Yeah, y'all enjoy it. Y'all like, oh, yeah, when you saw them, when you knew what was happening, you're like, oh, yeah, they're about to wet themselves. This is going to be great. Uh, but it's, it's not really fun to be scared ourselves. Some of y'all, you go, well, I like to be scared. Uh, I like to go to Halloween Horror Nights and, and have someone twist their head around four times and throw up on me. That's just the best day ever. You're weird. Uh, uh, but... As, as a whole, we don't really like to, like to be scared. We're going to talk about fear tonight, facing our fears. Uh, and now, you're, we just went through some text, and you're like, well, what does that, that text have to do with fear? And I think it had everything to do with, with facing our fears. So uh, I need uh, uh, the guys in the room to, 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 to nominate three willing volunteers. Come on, on stage right here, and I need three girls uh, willing volunteers in the group. I just need y'all to get, work it out. Oh, oh, older kids, older kids, pick out. I'll, I'll go work it out. Come on, come on, t- t- take it. All right, all right. We got 
three-year-old Natalie, you're the fourth. Sorry. Right here. You're right here. It's okay. We love you, though. Girls over here on the side. All right. You're, 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 you're with the girls. Very good. Okay. We are doing a game. It's sort of like the family feud. And what it is, I've got a top 10 list of in the U.S., the top 10 phobias or fears, things that they fear. And you've just got it. The girls are going to start first. Name one that is on the top 10 list. You will get a point. If uh, 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 David, you're in charge of, of, of scoring, please. Okay. So you'll get a point for each one. You cannot repeat a fear that's been used. And uh, it's just going to go girls, guys, girls, guys, like a shootout or PKs and soccer. That's the way it was, it, it's going to work. Okay. So in the crowd, you cannot help. Only people that can talk amongst themselves are these three and these three. So uh, we're looking for a t- one top ten fear. And it's like, for instance, you, you could say snakes. Uh, uh, my Joseph is terrified of snakes. Uh, so y'all can mess with him for the rest of his life. Uh, but snakes is not on the top ten list, okay? So it's not on the top ten list. So we have an answer. Claustrophobia. That's a that's a fear. Wait, wait. No, you say a fear of closed spaces or claustrophobia. Same thing. Is that up there, Mr. T? Yes. Number eight. Number eight on the list. I think uh, about six uh, percent of the U.S. is scared of confined spaces. Okay, let's go for one, guys. Girls, I have a point. It's your Fear of public speaking. Let's see. The answer is num- number one. 74% of uh, Americans say that they have this fear. Okay, it's one to one. Okay, girls. Drowning. Drowning. Uh, we, 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 yeah, yeah that, that's not one of the top ten fears. If, thank you, Caden. Uh, for that aunt. Uh, that was very nice. You've worked on that all week. Uh, all right, guys. The fear of heights. The fear of heights. Do we have the fear of heights on the board? Number five, fear of heights. Score is two to one. Arachnophobia, which is the fear of spiders. That is on the list. Number three, arachnophobia, arachnophobia. All right, it's two to two. <laughs> you got it. The fear of death. The fear of death. The answer is yes. Yes, the fear of death. Wow, Seamus got one. All right, three to two, girls. You can tie it up. So the guy, guys get the last guess. There's, there's, there's five more, yes. Do we have an answer? Being buried alive. Fear of being buried alive. The answer is... Oh, no. All right. Y'all should be thinking when there is zero. Okay. There's five left. There's like four fears on planet. Spiders, heights, snakes, and... Public speaking. Okay. And what else? Yeah. 
Okay, the guys are saying fear of clowns. The answer is? No, clowns was not on the top ten list. Yeah, you listen to my wife, who's a girl. She's not going to help you out. Not in games. Oh, the girl said flying. Oh! No, that, that, that's different. Okay, three to three. Okay? Fear of using a public restroom. I've got someone in my household that has that condition. <laughs> it's my son, Noah. He's proud. I will not use them. I will explode inside. Thank you. The answer is no. Okay, do we have any more guesses? It's tied three to three. The next one to g- g- give me. No. <laughs> Anybody know there's, there's, there's four left. Do y'all have any? I'm going to give. Fear of water, no. Guys? Fear of sharks, no. Wait. Fear of the dark. Okay, so you're getting help from girls now. That's fine. The guys will get a chance to. Fear of the dark is? Yes. All right. All right. Guys can get help here. Fear of germs, the answer is, man, girls win, girls win. Let's give the girls a hand. Go, go, see. Other ones are a fear of open spaces, not closed spaces, but open spaces. That's number nine. A fear of thunder and lightning. A fear of people in social situations. I, I are a people. Then, thank you. I think. Okay. Very good. Very good. So, some some of y'all were like, we're all scared of clowns. If you've seen it, you're scared. All right. So, can, can we safely say that we all have fears? Yeah, we all, do we all have more than one, one fear? Yeah, I mean, fears are on a, a, a wide scope. Uh, so, so, how often do we face our fears? I mean, when we have fears, we, we've got a choice. Avoid them, like Joseph does snakes, right? Amen, right? Or... Do we face them and we just grab them and bite the head off and throw it down, face our fears, right? Okay, I was only, I was only kidding. Sorry, sorry. So, for real though, what does it mean to face your fear? In the Bible, there's a story of a young man, a shepherd boy, who was, who was small without a whole, it doesn't look that great, named David. And there's a giant who was saying to the a nation that he's from, hey, give your best to fight me and we'll fight it out and whoever wins will, will win the war. No one would go. This boy said, my God's big, big enough to take this guy out. I'll go. Facing a fear. 
There's a story of uh, a, a, a young man named Dan, Dan, Daniel. He wasn't that young at, at this time. Uh, he had been taken from his homeland, grew up in a place that was not his home, but he stayed honoring to God. And when the king Nebuchadnezzar made this rule, this law saying, hey, if you pray or bow down to anyone besides the king, you will be put to death. So at that time when it came time to pray, what did Daniel do? He faced his fear and he went and he prayed because his God was more important than that law. He was thrown into the den of lions. God saved him from the den. God changed that place because of his faithfulness. Facing fears. These are stories of facing fears. There's a story of Peter and John that they are, they healed a man and everybody's mad about it. That just makes no sense at all. But the problem is this, they, they healed him in the name of Jesus Christ. And those that, that ruled the day said before them, hey, you, you better not speak about this name again. You better not even say the, say the name at all ever again or, 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 or else we will, we will take you out. And he says to them, we cannot help but speak about what we have seen and heard. Facing your fears. Dude, I love those stories. And there's tons of stories in the Bible. And do you know what? We see those stories and go, dude, those were some, some people of great faith. But the truth is this, do you understand this? God wants you to face your fear and not be controlled by your fear. I've got a story to share, uh, and, and a lot of you have heard this story, but it's the only story I've got about this. Uh, and it, it's, 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 and I, everything I'm going to tell, tell you, the good parts about it are because our God, my God, is so great. Um, when I was five, and some of you are new here, don't freak out, but I stutter. It's not something wrong with your ears. I, 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 acoustics in here are really bad. It's just I stutter. That means I get stuck on words. We don't know why. From the age of five, I began to do it. They say, this is what they say for some of you may not know this, that my brain hears me speaking and thinks I'm saying it wrong, and it stops me, and it tries to stop me while I'm, I'm not saying it wrong at all, and they don't really know why it occurs. When I was five, it it, it it hit me. It, it stuck with me all my life. I begged God through the years to take it away, but God has used it to sort of shape me who I am. But can I tell you, I'm going to be just honest with you. It is not fun nor cool to really grow up with a stutter. Man, it's not something you go, yeah, what's up? Whoa, 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 whoa. It just doesn't <laughs> hang right. You know, you just can't. You, you know, you tell a joke in the, the punchline, you're, you're getting stuck on it. It kills the joke. It, timing is everything. I, uh, I was tough, but kid, kids are mean, uh, and, and, and it hurt. Uh, I didn't let folks know that then, uh, but I'll tell, tell you, my, my, my wife will beat up anybody who ever tries to make, make fun of me now. I know it's not the Christian thing to do, but she just gets mad. Um, I remember in ninth grade math, when I was called on to give an answer in class, I couldn't say like the word seven uh, I had certain words I knew were like bombs for me. I was, it was going to kill me just to try to say it. And so I would, um, uh, that would be called on, and it would be like the answer would be 727 or something like that. And so I would say like 618 just to, just to get uh, the words out, and I didn't care if I got it wrong or not because I didn't want to uh, just sound like a goof in front of the class. 
so I really let it sort of control me. Going into my senior year of high school, everything changed. And what changed is this. Jesus Christ changed my life. I learned of his love for me. I learned that he died on a cross as a sacrifice for my sins. And, 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 and when I learned that he created me with a plan, that changed everything. Um, but I was still scared. I still didn't want to talk. Uh, a few years later, about two or three years, uh, I felt called to full-time Christian ser- service. Now, that's against the law in 49 states to be a stuttering youth pastor. I'm convinced that it just makes no sense at all. Uh, The last thing I ever wanted to do, I guarantee it, was public speaking. That's just, it's dumb for me to want to to do that, to to put myself through it. Uh, And I fought it for a couple years. Um, But finally, I... uh, I said, okay, I, I, I'll do it. And I was thinking, God, you're smoking crack. I really thought, thought that. That was just my honest feeling. You, you don't know what you're doing, but you're bigger than I am. So even if it makes me a fool, I, I'll do it. And there's been times I've felt like a fool. But there's been times when even though I've, I've, it's, it's cost me to speak in front of a group and it's been scary for me to do it, and my wife will let you know I've been in, like used to, especially – Way back, I would just get in a, if I was going to speak in a big group, I would just be angry or just stressed the two days beforehand, knowing I, I was going to go do this. But every time I did, when I stepped on the stage and when I began to speak, it is, there's nothing like living in faith. And when you face your fear, I want you to hear, hear this part of the story. When you face your fear, what was fear, and when you bust through it, it becomes faith. And the more times you face it, the more times you, you bust through it, that fear is, is no longer such a fear, but it builds your faith. The, um, <clears throat> just because I fought through this fear hundreds, if not a thousand plus times to speak in, in groups, just because I've done that does not mean it's not still around. See, it's still just sort of creeps its head up. I'm, I'm, I know you're, you're, you're stunned if I tell you I'll be 47 this week. And you're thinking, yeah, thank you, babe. And, um, so thank you. So uh, I'll be 47. But can I tell, 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 tell you this? Um, when I get funny looks, when I get um, stares or gawks, or when someone even unknowingly don't mean it, but they sort of mock the way that I say uh, can still hurt. Dude, I've been doing doing this. I've been speaking to groups for 24 years, and it can still sort of sting a little bit. I've I've grown through it, and it stings, and you just push through it. And I know that, dude. I know that my God is bigger than my fear. But sometimes these fears are going to be there, and they're always going to be there. And God's going to say, push through. And I'll tell you this: it's worth it. For someone who's struggled, it's by far worth it. If it's if and for me, and I've told the story before, but if my stutter is what it takes for me to be obedient and faithful to God and to seek him and to cling to him and walk by faith with him, if I've got to keep my stutter for the rest of my life, which I probably will, if that's what it takes, then don't ever take it away from me. Because I don't want to be away from God. Some some go, 
man, you, do you, you really, you know, is your faith in, in God real? And I'm like, I would never speak in front of someone unless God told me to do it. Are you, you crazy? It, it's not, not worth it. But the only thing that gave me courage to do it is, is God, to face my fears. We've all got fears and things that God call, calls you to face. And the only thing that has gotten me through it is knowing that God is, has, has, has called me to do it. And when you look at the story of David, the only thing that got him through it was the same thing that got me through it was God. Dan, 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 Daniel. What got him through it uh, was God. Peter, what him got him through it was God. That is the key ingredient to break through this thing. Um, so we all fear. But Christians, if you're a believer in G Jesus Christ, you've got some fears that, that the world does, does not have. And the enemy known as the devil is going to use these against you all the time, and they, if, if we don't face our fears, we will be rendered useless. And that's the last thing I want to be, and that's the last thing I think you want to be. When God has impacted your, your life for the rest of your life, you're you, you, useless. How, what do we fear? Do I make a stand or, or not? Do, do I speak, speak up when I don't agree with a, a bullying or hate or hurt, do, do I speak up or do I just stay quiet because it's safer? Because in truth, we don't speak up because of fear. We don't stand up to stuff because of fear. Do I, do I tell about Jesus Christ and what he's done and how he's changed my life? He's truly transformed my life. Do I even speak his name? But what, what, what's going to, what are they going to say? What are they going to do? Fear just, just traps us. The scripture day reminds us, we're going to get to that now. This is the most important thing, but I want you to see, hear that story. It reminds us of, of a couple things when fear begins to rise up in front of us, and it will always rise up in front of you. For the rest of your life, different fears are going to rise up in front of you. When it rises up in front of you, how do you overcome it? Look again at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. And I enc encourage you, as long as your parents are fine with it, which most are, Write in your Bibles, if God gives you a verse that, 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 that impacts you or sticks, sticks hard, underline that verse, write a little note by it. That gets me through so many things in my life of sermons that were preached 10 years ago that I've got written on the edge. Ah, oh, man, I remember that, that truth. This is what it says again in, in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of the darkness into, the mar into his marvelous light. First thing I want you to ask yourself, when you face a fear, who are you? First thing you ask, when that fear comes up, and what do I do? Do I stand? Do I speak up? Do I, do, do I say the name of, of, of Jesus Christ before the but what if hits? Is that but what if that big big but what if hits hard right? What but what will happen? But before that hits, who are you? This says right here, you're a chosen 
race, a royal priesthood. You, do you know what? That in Ephesians and Galatians, the word of God says that you're, if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, that you are adopted, adopted as in, as in brought into the family of God, not, and you're not brought into it as a slave. He brings you in as a son and, and daughter. And then it says, with full rights as heirs, just like the son, Jesus Christ, you have every single right that he has when you become a believer in Jesus. You are brought in. You are a royal priesthood. You are priesthood, you're set apart. That means you live set apart. That means when the world goes out and drinks, you may, not have, you, you may have to make the choice not to, to be set apart. When they're going to go do this or do that, but man, it's, it's, it's where the fun is. Set apart, you're going to have to make the choice facing your fears. It, like as we sang that song, it's, it's going to be hard. You want to walk deep, deeper? You, you want to get this? You've got to make choices choices. Uh, it says a holy na- nation, a people for his own possession. Just remind yourself, who, who are you? I'm God's. First and foremost, what should I do? Well, I do. I, I know this. I'm God's. He chose me. He has me. This will change the way we live when we face these fears. And then it says, First, so who, who are you? Ask, who am I? Next thing is, what's my purpose? What's, we all need to be reminded what our purpose is. And it says it right here in the end of verse 9. It says that uh, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous, into marvelous light, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who changed your life who took you out of the mud and mire, the darkness of sin, and said, you're in my family. You're not in darkness anymore. You're in light. The things of this world that are wrong are revealed to you with the light. Now flee them and run after me. What's your purpose? It's to proclaim and profess to a world that so needs to hear about who God is, what God has done in your life, and what God wants to do in their life. It doesn't have to be the best, most fluent speaker. Amen. Thank you, God. You just got to do it. What's your purpose? Who are you? What's your, your, your purpose? Look in verse 10. It says, once you were not a people, but now you are God's, God's pe- people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Who are you? What's your purpose? purpose third thing ask yourself is this where have i come from god remind me where i came from i don't i don't know about you but it's not hard for me to think back even to when i was 16 when i did not know god and the the burden and the weight and and life that was just as a 16 year old i felt that that weighed upon me and i remember that day in August on a Thursday night, when I heard about the faith of Jesus Christ and, uh, and, and he dying on a cross for my sin, and I put my faith in him that night, and that burden left. But I need to, be re- I need to remember when I face a fear going, what should I do? Dude, he's already dragged us out of the darkness. 
We're in the light. So let's live in the light. That's what we're called to do. You know, the sad thing in this story, there's more scripture there, and um, we're not going to sort of parse through the rest of it. I just loved what it said. That's why I wanted to uh, uh, read, especially verse 12, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. And the way that we live, the way that we we live, I know I skipped verse uh, 11. I just jumped here to 12. The way that we live so that when we, they speak against you as evil doers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. I'll get you right at the end. Okay? Okay, good, good. Um, I've got one more story to share, uh, and, 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 and that's this. You know, and we know this, not everyone faces their fears. In truth, most don't face them at all. We, we hide from them. We run from them. Uh, uh, and some people, I would dare say many people, even in the church, uh, are so par- paralyzed by their fears that life passes them by. I, uh, I was in my second year of college way, way back. I was going to FSCJ at the time. Uh, almost finished with my AA, AA degree. It was probably actually my third year because I squeezed in uh, two years into three years of college. Uh, and um, I was taking the final required class that I had, and I dreaded to take it the most. Introduction to speech. Oh, you're telling me. I, that was, I did not want to. T- are you serious? Come on, can I get like a, nowadays you can probably get a letter from your mom and you can be clipped out of it or something. Anyways, <clears throat> uh, so, I, so I go because I've got, got to take the class. I'm scared to death. First day I meet a kid in the class. A uh, group of 15 of us, and the kid stuttered. And so I thought, first thing I thought is, oh, at least I'm not alone, you know? At least everybody will think, maybe this is the way the world talks now. And, um, and so I, I met this kid, and I talked to him a little bit. I don't remember his name, but I do remember uh, he said, I've, and he, he stumbled quite a bit when he talked. He said, I, I've taken this class twice, and I've dr- dropped out of it, and this is my third try. I remember, uh, I've always been stubborn, and so I'm just going to make you sit there until I spit it out. My mom said I was like that when I was five. So uh, this kid was in his third try, so I encouraged him as much as I could. Man, it's good. You can do it. You can do it. See, there's a rule at FSCJ at the time. You could take a class three times, but if you dropped out of it three times, then you couldn't take the class again. Uh, and you had to have the class to get your AA. So this was his, his, his third attempt. After the fifth week of class, I never saw the kid again. Uh, it was sad. It, it crushed me years later when I thought about it because he was so paralyzed and sort of handcuffed by his fear. Uh, I thank God that I've just been stu- stubborn and I'm just going to make people sit there uh, until, you know, that's by the grace of God. But there's so many of us that are we're just handcuffed in fear. And that's sort of the way that we're, we're living our life. And we're going to, uh, you know, talk specifically. And I had a video. We're, we're not going hit, to hit, hit that tonight, guys, uh, here, here at the end to, to wrap it up. Um, but, uh, you know, I want you to know one thing God calls us to do is to shine. 
this, this light that God has shared with us, this marvelous light that we sing about and laugh about and we move about, we're called to share it uh, and to, to let other people see it. Uh, but fear rises up so huge. What do we do? Remember who, who, who you are and whose you are. Okay, man, I, I am God's. If I am God's, I can do anything he has called me to do. No matter how I look, no matter how great or bad I look, if he wants me to do it, let me be bold enough to do it. And there's still many things I still struggle with. So just go, I'm not trying to, look at Dan. He's speaking from the crowds and he stutters. He likes Dan. <laughs> Dan's a wreck in a lot of ways. Uh, two is what's your purpose to pro- proclaim the excellencies of him who brought you out of the darkness into light. We're going to talk next few weeks on your testimony. Share your story. Well, I don't know what to say. We can share our, our story. Well, what if they don't be- believe me? The great thing is no one can really re- 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 refute or fight against your story. Why? Because it's your story. It's what God did in your life, and you're trying to give them hope uh, for what he can do in their life. You're just giving them an opportunity. You're not called to save them. You're just called to pro- proclaim uh, and don't, don't forget where you've come from. Man, let's not forget where we've come from. And, and so, some of y'all are like, well, I, was, I think I was saved at like six, so I don't know what I was doing wrong at six. That's okay. Understand that he has saved you from so much sin and hurt and death, and we can thank God for that. Let's go, Lord, in prayers. We, we close out tonight. Um, God, I thank, thank you so much for your word. And uh, God, we just want to honor you uh, with your with your word and with your truth. God, when fears come, when we have an opportunity to speak in front of of our 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 teammates and our classmates and our friends and our, our work 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 buddies and and whoever else that we have a chance, Lord, may we speak about you. May we speak your name and uh, honor you. Thank you for this group. God, we, I thank you so much for them. I ask that you bless them uh, and uh, uh, take care of them this week. For in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Everybody stay in your seats just for one more second. Um, I meant to do this in the start, but a lot was, was, was going on. We, we've got a, a young man in our group. Y'all, y'all heard the story named Jacob Berglund. You see my, my shirt. I, I wore it tonight even just to remember, just as I've had it on, just to pray for him. It's, uh, he, he was diagnosed with leukemia in July. He's been at our camps. He's been a part of our youth group. I know from what I've just read, he's had a, a hard week. And uh, so I'm going to ask you, youth, this is sort of one of our own. What's great is the, the community here lo- loves him, uh, but I still think he's, he's sort of one of ours. So I'm going to ask you all, man, you got to write his name down on in your Bible or in something that you see every day so that you will be committed to pray for him every day because days are hard. He's a creator with a great spirit. Uh, he gives you a big smile right off the bat, but it's hard. Uh, it, it's just been really hard on him. And uh, let's just pray that God will, will heal him and God will continue to use him because God is using him in a mighty, mighty way. So I want to pray one more time just as a group as we can pray. Uh, for him, and, and we'll do this from time to time. It's going to be a process for him, 
some of the reports they've gotten as of the past week or two have been good reports, but it's still a process for them. So just remember to pray for Jake. Let's pray. Dear God, I, I do uh, just want to lift up Jake to, to you, Lord. I ask that you take care of him. Lord, that you just uh, protect his spirit. God, I know he's, he's tired and he's worn. He with his mom and dad and his si- si- sisters. And uh, God, protect them as well and sort of just encourage them and have, have, have people come alongside them and give them strength. And God, I ask that you will, you will specifically strengthen them in this time, Lord. Continue to use him to point others to you. As we talked about shine, what an example of, sh- of shining he has been. And God, continue to, to use him. God, we just ask that you will heal him, that you will take care of him, that you will bless him. And Lord, you, 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 you use this for your honor and glory. But Lord, we thank you for Jake and ask that you take care of him. Of course, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.